How did Cam Talbot and a rejuvenated Minnesota Wild penalty kill lead to the Wild beating Tampa Bay on Sunday? We find out the answers to those questions and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's bonus episode of Locked on Wild, we recap the Wild's 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning on Sunday to improve to 14-6-1 on the season. We look at some of the big keys to the win, including the Wild's penalty kill, which has been on fire recently, as has Cam Talbot. And we look at a playoff atmosphere between these two teams at the XL Energy Center. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of work looking at all Minnesota sports teams and now helming Lockdown Wild for my first full season of action after coming on late last year. Happy to have you along for today's bonus episode. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and got a chance to enjoy some great food and enjoy some great play by the Minnesota Wild, who have now won three in a row after uh, coming up just short against Tampa Bay and Florida last weekend. Uh, We have for you today a crossover segment with Adam Denker of the Locked On Lightning podcast to uh, take a look at some of the things that Adam noticed from the game. And then we'll dive into a little bit of uh, what really led to this wild win. We're going to talk about Cam Talbot at length today. And we'll talk about uh, the fact that the Wilds' penalty kill is uh, starting to round into form because the Wilds are staying out of the box, which is something that they weren't able to do early on in the season. So let's get you started with a reaction from host Adam Denker of Locked on Lightning. We'll get some of our thoughts back and forth as to how things went between the Wild and the Lightning. Continuing on today's episode of Locked on Wild for a crossover segment with Locked on Lightning as Adam Denker is joining us to recap the Wild's 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Thank you for making both Locked on Wild and Locked on Lightning your first listen every day. Adam, welcome to the show. Obviously, the Wild and the Lightning went toe-to-toe. And uh, the Wild came away with a win this time after um, not quite being able to finish it off in Tampa. Uh, So let's just dive in and kind of talk about the game a little bit. From the Lightning perspective, what uh, what were some of the things that you pulled away from the game? Well, first off, Seth, thanks for getting together for doing this. Uh, We spoke about in the offseason about doing this. So, you know, good to see that we actually uh, came through (laughs) with our promise to each other. But... Uh, the thing that stuck out to me in this game and, and this kind of is just the carryover from the last meeting that these two teams had was just this, your boys are tough, man. They they are probably one of the tough te- tougher teams that the Lightning have faced this year. And it it's not so much their ability along the boards and their physical play, but it's just the way 
they could so much effort effortlessly skate with the Lightning, who are one of the most fastest teams in the league. And it's just it doesn't phase them one bit. It really doesn't. And even when the Lightning, it seems like they have a break and they're they're tr- going through the neutral zone. I mean, there's a wild player right there behind them to pick them up. And it's it's really amazing to see that kind of like a, a fresh breath of air for for someone on the other side of it just because you know you're so used to blowing uh guys out of the water in terms of a track race but you know kind of good to see someone you know in a competitive way i know obviously that the result didn't pan out the way we wanted it to but in that respect but um and i kind of said this before we started recording your team is just just so unassumingly good i mean you look at the names on this team and just just the ability that they show in games they they don't do anything really too crazy special they just play the game the right way and i think that's really what was the defining factor in this game yeah it like it just for me it was just so fun to watch these two teams duke it out and you know this is it very much had a playoff atmosphere to it um and as we saw in Tampa Bay the uh, the lightning able to get the win that time uh the wild yeah. even it up here um it's just it's relentless pressure from the Wilds that I think leads to you know being the equalizer is that they are able to when needed flick that switch and the next thing you know they've had the puck in the offensive zone for two three shifts and they just they yeah. do not back down which can be uh, a little bit nerve wracking sometimes if you're having to come from um, late goal uh, late deficits but yeah. It leads to a team believing that they're never out of a game, no matter if they're down by two, no matter if they're down by three, and they just they just keep coming at you until they get that goal. Yeah, I, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head with that. And it seems like when the Wild, it, it really doesn't take much for them to get going in a game, uh, whereas the Lightning, they it kind of takes them the first five minutes of the game and kind of what has been sort of the mantra on my show the last couple of seasons was that, you know, let's score in the first couple of minutes and set the tone. Uh, and, you know, it's funny in this game, we kind of saw that both teams struck early, but it, it was the way I think the wild scored, especially on the first goal that really kind of set the tone where the lightning were in it for the most part, but it seemed the, as though that the wild were just the more confident team. And that's really what, the defining factor as well as you know their play was was that they just looked and like you said it had a playoff atmosphere but they just looked like a team in their body language uh at certain points in the game that they didn't think they were going to lose this game and that's the thing that really like shocked me especially when you're going up against the defending champs is that you know usually there's some sort of air of nervousness or whatever and we didn't see that tonight and that's a little worrisome that, you know, I, there's very few teams in the NHL that I look at that have said, Oh, I'm not afraid to play these guys, you know, not saying that we, this is a potential Stanley cup final matchup, but it might be the way these two teams play and the wild. They're definitely not a team I want to play. I mean, <laughs> especially the, and what better example of, you know, my point to get across is that first goal of the game. And it, I think, I don't know about you, Seth, but it took me by surprise just the nature of how that whole play and that whole sequence unfolded. Where you at, or I mean, you're around the team obviously a lot more than I am. So you, maybe this is something that you haven't, that you're not surprised at all about. But what, what was your first impression and your initial reaction from that first goal? 
Well, it's been something that a lot of people in the Minnesota media sphere have been calling for is just a little bit more aggression from a guy like Nick Bugstad, who he started off the season great and has kind of tailed off a little bit over the uh, over the last handful of games. And so, you know, getting him going is is great. And, you know, you just you love to see in opportunities where a player has um, the opportunity to just bury the puck that they do it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen that way too many times with other guys such as Kirill Kaprizov um, and, you know, guys like Kevin Fiala where they, they're passing right in front of the net as opposed to just, just letting it rip. And now that I think about it, I might have the order mixed up slightly because I, I can't recall if it was Victor Rask or Nick Bugstad that uh, that scored that first goal because it was uh, Bugstad and it, yeah, it was I, I it caught me off by, by <laughs> it caught me off guard it caught it caught I think probably the entire team uh, off guard and especially Vasilevsky I, I right after the goal it, you saw Vasilevsky kind of take a peek behind him like was that Nick Bugstad. And that was like the most surprising thing. You don't see that from Vazzy uh, very often to where he kind of just does a double take because that was an absolute laser of a shot. The 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 second goal was Victor Rask where I joked with you before then. And really, you know, as, as much as I like to give your team credit, my team just really has been dropping the ball in this category the last couple of games. But it's just defensive positioning and cycling. And on the, on the, the Rask goal, really um, – Nobody was there. It was just, uh, like I said, like I told you before we started recording, Rask t- could have sat down, retied his <laughs> his skates, and then shot it in and still scored. And it, it, really, I mean, that that's what it come down to, is that the, the Wild also took advantage of the Lightning just not being able to get back in position, especially on these these very fast sequences. And and that's the thing. That's what separates good teams from, from you know, other teams, and, and we saw that with the Wild in this game, especially because they, they got two goals off of just poor defensive positioning on the on sequences from the Lightning. And I'm glad you brought that up because it ties into the question I wanted to ask about uh, Vasilevsky. Is if some of I'm sure people look at the numbers and they say, "Boy, that's not uh, that's not the typical Vasilevsky that we've come to know over the last several years." Uh, so. Is some of that those those numbers looking just a little bit worse than they have over the past few seasons? Is some of that lack of defense in front of him, or or is some of that just teams being a little bit more relentless um, in firing the puck on the net? I think it's a little bit of both. I I think really we've been seeing a lot more of an aggressive style from a lot of teams this year than what we have seen over the last couple of seasons, and I think a lot of it also has to do with you got to remember this team lost a, a good number of players last year, guys that they've had on their team on these Stanley cup teams over the last two years. And it, you know, you could have preseason, you could have, you know, it still takes a while and really we're still kind of in the phase, you know, as well as anyone, we're still in the phase of the season where guys are still trying to figure out what kind of player they're going to be for the rest of the season. And just, Teams trying to just get that chemistry that will propel them into the playoffs and a potential playoff run. And I think that's it's a mixture of a lot of those things. And and on the other side of that, Vasilevsky is also he's the goaltender that he needs to play as as often and as much as possible to really get things going. And we saw that over the last couple of games. He had two consecutive shutouts and had a couple of days off between this and 
And, you know, the wild just caught him on the long, on the wrong day of the week. And I mean, you saw that just by his body language off the, after the Bukestad uh, goal and, and, you know, even the rascal and the Hartman goal where, you know, probably I would have to say nine times out of 10, he probably saves that, but listen, the wild are a good scoring team and, and they made the most of their chances today. All in all, it leads to a 4-2 win, which improves the Wild to 14-6-1 on the season. The Lightning fall to 12-5-3 and and suffer just their second road loss of the year. But uh, two teams that at the end of the season figure to be deep in the playoff picture. Uh, Hopefully, this could potentially be a uh, Stanley Cup final matchup. Um, We'll just have to see. That'd be very interesting. I would... (laughs) I mean, I... You know, I, I don't envy you playing in the same conference as the Avalanche, the Blues, the the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, you know, now even the, uh, I, I mean, the Oilers. The list goes on of teams that are just going to be an absolute pain in the butt for you guys to get down that road. But, I mean, you guys are looking fantastic. I mean, the goalie situation is great. Uh, we don't have that kind of situation in Tampa. You know, we just have to deal with one guy really <laughs> carrying the load where – on any given night, I mean, you showed it tonight. Talbot did a fantastic job in net. Um, so, you know, you have a n- number of guys in net that could actually could beat you on any given night. And you have a lot of guys that could score. That's clear. And obviously, you have that lightning in a bottle, Kaprizov. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see you guys get on a long run. I know there's obviously a lot of obstacles in your way there. But, yeah, that would be a great Stanley Cup uh, matchup, potentially. Um you know, it would be nice to kind of, you know, kind of make it to the West Coast a little bit uh, instead of kind of a bubble situation as to what we've been used to over the last couple of years. Yeah, and, you know, on the Lightning side of things, if Tampa Bay knows one thing over the last couple of years, it's to just get healthy at the uh, at the right time and perfectly capable of going on another run. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the mantra this year with the team, and, and you could ask any guy on the team, I had I had the pleasure of uh, having Ross Colton and Corey Perry on the show during the summer this year, and, and really they, they echoed the same thing as what Steven Stamkos said on the Jeff on 32 Thoughts this offseason is, let's just get in because we, we know we're good enough to make the playoffs, but let's just get in and, you know, you'll have a healthy team there. You know, they have a couple of players out right now, uh, Chernak, Kucherov, and now Braden Point, who went down a couple of games ago. You get those three guys back for the playoffs, uh, anything could happen. Anything can definitely happen. Well, there you go. A recap of the Wilds 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, We will have more on today's episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Lightning after this. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. And again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen 
every day. Uh, apologies if my uh, voice sounds a little weird. Uh, clamped down on my tongue eating dinner uh, pretty nicely. So uh, I've got a nice little welt on my tongue. And so try not to re-aggravate that. So uh, just bear with me here for uh, today's bonus episode. Continuing to recap the Wilds 4-2 to win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I want to start before we dive in to what is uh, just... What is the reason that the Wild were able to come away with this win? Some interesting thoughts from Lightning head coach John Cooper, uh, courtesy of Michael Russo uh, from a tweet earlier today. Here's what Cooper had to say after the Lightning's loss to the Wild yesterday. They're missing a couple guys too in Matt Zuccarello and Jared Spurgeon, but they're a big, strong team. They'll give themselves a chance. The hockey they play is probably some postseason hockey. I've seen it before with us, hence two good teams going at it. The goalie poll worked for them, as in last week in Tampa when the Wild scored twice to force overtime, and it didn't work for us. Two games that went down to the wire and probably fitting for two teams in each conference. If no more for them, it's no more for them. We're done playing them, so I guess if we're playing them again, it's probably a good year for both of us. Uh, let's just start right off the bat with uh, how fun of a game, as we alluded to in talking with Adam uh, today in the uh, f- crossover segment. Just a fun game between these two teams. And the, the Wilds, uh, for everything that they've done so far this season, they have been in pretty much every game so far this season. So a good start uh, for the Wild to uh, to kind of get off the bat and uh, and keep themselves in it. And then... You know, they get the uh, the late game winner from Ryan Hartman, and they're able to withstand what I'm going to count as basically another penalty kill um, for the Wilds with the uh, the six-on-five empty net extra attacker in which the Wild tallied the empty net goal, courtesy of Marcus Foligno, to, uh, to win it and to take care of business. Uh, I wanted to key in before we uh, take a look uh, to finish off the show uh, on Cam Talbot and his resurgence over the last couple of weeks. Wanted to key in a little bit on the penalty kill, which has been great for the Wild over the last couple of games. Uh, they were 3-for-3 three three in today's game against Tampa Bay, uh, yesterday's game against Tampa Bay. Uh, and you look at what the Wild have done on this winning streak and now finally getting the penalty kill over 80% on the season. And, you know, percentage is not a huge, uh, huge deal as much as it is just simply not allowing power play goals. Um, I'm keying in on the uh, the most recent three games for the Wild this past week um, just to, uh, to look at how the Wild have been able to uh, get it done. The, uh, the New Jersey Devils went 0 for 4 on the power play. Um, on Wednesday, then the Wild took on the Winnipeg Jets, and the uh, the Jets were one for three. The Tampa Bay Lightning, by extension, zero for three. So the Wilds, in their last three games, have held their opponents to one of ten on the power play um, in that stretch, which has been sensational. Now, the Wild power play, on the other hand, is uh, is not doing well. They're zero for ten. In that stretch, so it's been uh, it's been a rough go for the power play. That is uh, another issue entirely because you know power play 
it is so, you know, case by case dependent. Um, whereas it depends on if you're being more aggressive with the puck, if you're shooting the puck more as opposed to, you know, trying to kind of pick and choose for that perfect shot. Penalty kill, all you're trying to do is just prevent the other team from score. So it's it's really easy to look at results um, and uh, just see what's going on with the penalty kill. Uh, the Wilds obviously has been really good, one for the last uh, nine for the last ten on the penalty kill, and I think that stems from the Wild having less penalties that really can be looked at as say backbreakers. Uh, in the uh, the game against the Lightning, the Wild served three penalties, and each were uh, were simply two minute penalties, so nothing huge. Um, in that regard, and the Wilds were able to successfully kill all three of them. And, you know, it's it comes down to, I think, the Wilds playing a little bit more simply on the penalty kill and not trying to do so much, simply just trying to, you know, clear the puck and prevent the other team from getting opportunities. I, I think some of the penalty kill issues for this team have been volume of penalties that they've faced and just trying to do a little too much in, uh, you know, trying to just uh, chip the puck from out in front of the net, maybe not necessarily looking to clear right away. Uh, And so, you know, a little bit of a different focus on the penalty kill for this team has, uh, has done wonders. And, uh, you know, that was evident uh, against the lightning once again, as the wild were able to, keep them from getting um, an extra attacker um, extra attacker goal. Now I'm going I could technically count uh, the wild at uh, four for four because that uh, final few minutes of the game in which the uh, the lightning went empty net that counts at least in my mind as trying to uh, to kill off a penalty because they did have a, an extra attacker than the wild did. And uh, the Wild did just fine. They got the empty netter and uh, were able to come away with the win. Uh, I think the power play issues, as I alluded to, uh, is something that we can look at a little bit more, and we we will later this week. But the fact that the Wild have been so good in 5-on-5, it really hasn't hurt them as much as some of the power play goals that they give up have. And the fact that now the penalty kill has been uh, been tightened up and has been humming along. Um, that has helped this wild team just click along and, uh, and continue to pick up wins. So uh, a great effort by the penalty kill um, in the uh, the win against the Lightning. And uh, that went a long way to helping the Wilds come away with their 14th win on the season. Uh, we are going to continue today's breakdown bonus episode of the win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll talk about Cam Talbot and his hot stretch that has uh, helped the Wilds uh, really shore up things between the pipes. That is coming up next here on Locked on Wild. It's here, the best Monday of the year that, of course, is Cyber Monday. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. You can get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That is 20% off site-wide. There are even bigger discounts on Built Boost, broth and built swag a brand new built bar flavor has landed just in time for cyber monday caramel almond delight and it delivers everything it promises caramelized chocolate check almonds check delightful double check be sure to get yours before they're gone 
Each bar is 150 calories and contains 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. That bar contains 140 calories and only 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. So head to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. The holiday season is here and we know what that means, football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline.ag has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. It's not just football either. BetOnline.ag has pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, they are stuffed with deals this holiday season. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. And once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Final segment of today's bonus breakdown of the Wilds win over the Tampa Bay Lightning by score of 4-2. And we got to talk about Cam Talbot's latest standout effort, uh, which has really helped turn things around uh, between the pipes uh, for the Wild. Now, the results haven't been atrocious. I mean, the results even haven't really haven't been bad. They just haven't been what we saw from Talbot last year. And we, I think, too often relied on Talbot to step up and steal games. We talked about this with Brett Marshall of the Sound the Foghorn podcast last week in that we really haven't seen a wild goalie step up and steal a game yet this season. That changed on Wednesday as the uh, the Wilds were able to get the win against the New Jersey Devils 3-2, widely considered a steal of a game for Cam Talbot, who had 40 saves on the night. And the Wild, despite not really having their best stuff, were able to get the win on the road uh, in the shootout as Talbot stopped all of the shootout attempts that he faced. You follow that up with the game against the Winnipeg Jets. Now, that game was decidedly out of hand early, but at the same time, Talbot still faced a bevy of shots, still got the win, and so uh, didn't need to be on his best against Winnipeg, but it still helped that he was able to keep them quiet uh, as the, the Wilds were able to uh, to coast to the win. That brings us to the game against the Lightning, uh, another game where Talbot was really good, and he prevented Tampa Bay from um, potentially being able to, uh, to tie that late or potentially steal one. That's what teams like the Lightning do, is they're, they're able to find ways to, uh, to steal games from you that, uh, that you think you should win. They were great coming into the game on the road, 5-1-1 one, and one in seven road games so far this year. So a dangerous team to play, even at XL Energy Center. 
and Talbot was great. He did a good job of preventing, you know, second chance opportunities, was able to corral a bunch of rebounds. Yes, he did give up a couple of goals, but you got to look at the uh, the opponent and even with the Lightning being as uh, as beat up as they are coming into this game, still a very dangerous team. And um, Talbot, I think, was able to, by him being sharp from the get-go, that really helped uh, the Wild um, take advantage and be able to... Uh, be able to come away with this win. The scoring early helped as well, but uh, Talbot, if he would have been leaky, this could have been a whole other story entirely. And you know that brings me to my kind of wrap up point here uh, for this episode is that you know we had been looking for some repeat of that magic that we saw from Talbot last year, where he had several games that he was able to just straight up take uh, for this wild team. Had not seen that yet so far this year. And now uh, in the the last three games, uh, Talbot has played a total of uh, 185 minutes. He's given up five goals. And so uh, he's 3-0 in his last three starts with a 1.62 goals against average. And has done a really good job of uh, of shaking off goals and not allowing, um, not allowing things to uh, to balloon and to uh, to get out of hand. That uh, New Jersey game is a perfect example of that. Gave up the game tying goal with like a minute left to play in regulation. Was able to shake it off, keep the uh, keep the team in it, and then when it came time to make big saves in the shootout, he got them all, and the Wild ended up getting a win. Uh, and it was the same story against the Lightning. Did not allow anything to happen down the stretch. In fact, held the Lightning scoreless in the third period, despite facing a bevy of shots there at the end of the game. Did not allow the uh, the Lightning to get back into it and potentially tie. Was able to get the Wild the two points. And you know, you you look at what the Wild have coming up with games against Arizona, New Jersey, and Toronto. It's a good opportunity for this team to uh, to get on a roll, and especially at home. I mean, you figure at this point, I don't want to pencil it in as a win, but Arizona on Tuesday should be a win. New Jersey at home on Thursday should be a win. The next time that the Wild are really going to need Cam Talbot to steal one is probably Saturday at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And now that he's shown that he can do it, while they're in a much better spot to be able to ask that of him uh, when we get to that uh, that game this weekend. So great job again by Cam Talbot. Huge performance uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was great to see. And that's uh, a huge reason as to why the Wild were able to come away with a win. Had the unsung performances once again of Ryan Hartman and Marcus Foligno, Nick Bugstad as well, uh, and Victor Rask all chipping in. Uh, to help the Wild pick up this win. We will have more throughout the uh, the week as the Wild watch their schedule post-Thanksgiving unfold. So uh, make sure to keep it tuned right here to Locked on Wild for all the Minnesota Wild content you can possibly handle. Now that your first, well, technically second listen of the day is done with this bonus episode, 
make sure that you send it over to Locked On Bets for your second listen of the day, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked On Bets is free and available on all podcast platforms. Just like Locked On Wild, we are available wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube as well. We are available everywhere and uh, trying to keep you as up to date on Minnesota Wild coverage as we possibly can. If a puck drops in the state of hockey, Locked On Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.